Good day thinkers, thought leaders, progressives, and dreamers. I'm Craig the Rice. And this is so much my thoughts in my voice on black shit, white shit, gay shit, and everything in between. I bet many of you thought when you saw the headline, the title of this podcast, that it was going to be a conversation with women. Talking about abortion, having an experience with an abortion, or just her views on the topic in general. And of course, everything that's happening in this country now with Roe versus Wade. But I'm actually having a conversation with a black man who works for an abortion clinic in Alabama. And he's going to talk about his day-to-day experience at work, escorting women and young girls from their vehicle to the facility and from the facility to the vehicle. I never even considered that you'd have to escort a woman, a young woman, to and from the building because there are so many people out there not just holding signs and taunting them and berating them and telling them that they're going to burn in hell and that it's a sin, but these people are actually carrying video cameras, they have body cameras in some instances, so that they can record these young women going to and from the building so that they can shame them. They can they can videotape it and then post it to social media. So I want to have this conversation with him because from his perspective, men need to do a whole lot more in terms of supporting women behind a law that is affecting so many women across this country. All right, so do me a favor, share this podcast with your friends, your family, and your social media, because this is definitely going to be a conversation piece. SayItInACard.com is an online greeting card company that delivers directly to your front door, whether it's a breakup, Yes, I said breakup. We have breakup cards, love cards, trouble relationship cards, friendship cards, and of course, all of the traditional cards, birthday cards, sympathy cards, and of course, holiday cards like Mother's Day, Father's Day, and Christmas. So visit us today at www.sayitinacard.com. That's www.sayitinacard.com. Free shipping for a limited time. This is very personal work for me. Politics. Politics. I believe I was called to Sex. tell my story, use my voice, be a Gay. voice for the community, to speak Black to people. and for a community of people Dominic. that's been ignored, denied, love, love, relationships. relationships, religion. This is my life's work. Religion, religion. I want to use words to. Uplift, Every single inspire, encourage, do something different. Something different. Every Monday at 10. I know. Before we jump into this conversation, I want you guys to hear the Now This video that I heard and what inspired me to want to do this conversation in the first place. veteran and I fought for the rights of all Americans and that includes reproductive rights. A man that disrespects women's rights is a man who is insecure with themselves. I've been a clinic volunteer for over three and a half years now. Uh, My main purpose here is to make sure that women exercise their reproductive rights without any distractions from the protesters. Say for instance when a car is parked right here We'll um, let the um, patient and her companion know that, hey, we're here for you guys. And as we walk, we have these umbrellas and we make sure that the patient um, is protected, like I said earlier, from the protesters filming and recording now. One of my loved ones is a sexual assault survivor, and she encouraged me to join a women's health reproductive clinic to um, see what it's like. 
indeed has guilt. She has, first of all, she has sinned. Abortion is a capital crime in God's eyes that's deserving of death. But one of the things that we see in this picture, we see that God makes no distinction between a fully grown human being or the life of an unborn child. So you think that if people get an abortion... It's sin. They deserve to... It's, it's, it's murder. It should be the death penalty. Sometimes they say some very grotesque things about women, saying that you're going to go to hell, telling them that you don't have the right to choose what's best for your body, that God has to say so. And it can be physical. Sometimes they'll follow women to their cars and companions to their vehicles with their cameras um, facing towards them because they do like to dox the patient and put their business all over social media. So as we walk towards the uh, front entrance, we have the umbrellas out and we tell them words of encouragement, you know, to let them know that we're here for them and that it is their constitutional right. I was volunteering um, a couple, about a year ago when I was walking a patient inside the clinic. Um, I was attacked. Um, somebody charged at me. One of the protesters destroyed the umbrella that I had. As a real man, I do feel like I need to continue to be outraged. Only an insecure man would not think of it as a big deal that women are being harassed when they exercise their reproductive rights. came to mind when our governor signed the bill, and that is male supremacy. Every time I put on the vest and I carry the umbrella, I'm learning something. I'm taking notes. I've learned that there are various reasons why women seek abortions. Some are sexual assault survivors. Some um, have health issues such as cancer. And some have contracted HIV or AIDS. And some don't have the support like other women have. It's not the reason that matters. It's that they have the right to exercise their reproductive rights. As a war veteran, I'm having a continuous service to my country by serving other Americans, and that includes women. Just seeing some things and seeing what my female veterans have gone through, it just made me like, wow, I'm not the only one going through something. I would encourage more males to, do it, to get involved. Um, the reason why women are fed up is because men don't step up. Women are getting tired and their voices are expressing their tiredness. We, we need more men on the battlefield for reproductive rights. Gone are the days where men just talk about it. Now are the days where they need to be about it. So I have Travis Jackson with me to discuss this whole conversation about the abortion ban. Uh, Travis, thank you for being here. I appreciate you uh, agreeing to do this podcast with me. Uh, not a problem. Thank you for having me um, on your podcast. You're very welcome. So take me to the day. I watched the video. Someone... Um, on my social media sent me the now this video and it was about a five minute video 
And you were talking about your position at an abortion clinic in Alabama. And of course, most recently, it was just signed into law that it's illegal to have an abortion for a woman to have an abortion in Alabama. So what is your position at the abortion clinic? I am a um, clinic volunteer. Okay. Um, I am a clinic volunteer, and basically um, what my uh, position there is, as a clinic volunteer, I um, I ensure that, um, that the patients, they can go into the clinic to exercise their reproductive rights without being interrupted by the protesters. I love the way that you that you position that because it is reproductive rights. So how important is this that men are involved in something like this? Because it's easy for a man to not get involved because it's not something. It's easy for us people, as period, as people to not get involved into something or get involved with something that doesn't directly affect us. So how important is it that men are involved and what is it that men can do? Um, it's very important for men to be involved because um, women, like I said in my um, now this video, women are fed up because men don't step up. Um, and it's sad because nowadays the only time men step up is for their personal uh, gain. Mm -hmm. uh, the only time they stand up for women is 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 all for their personal gain, whether gain whether if it's power, money, or sex, or all of the above. And I think men really do need to have a you know men they need to be there to support women because a lot of people don't understand um um craig that had it not been for women not only would men not exist but but our government wouldn't be the government that it is now i guess you could say like mm -hmm. basically there would never be any government period mm-hmm and I'm, I think that what you're saying is that there's evidence of what you're saying, even with the, the Me Too movement book and the Time Time Up Now movement, because it was very critical for men to get involved, because that's when we really started to, to, to see traction or movement with those two causes, because there were there were men who, you know, came forward and not only, you know, to support women, but there were men in some instances like Terry Crews who came forward and said that he was also a victim. Yes, and um, and, and, um, and Terry Crews, he is a prime example in my eyes of a real man because real men support women's rights, mm -hmm. and those rights include reproductive rights. Um, I think that men do. I think it's very important for men to be involved because you know women are very strong. Women are superheroes. I always say that women are superheroes, and I stand by that, and I will stand by that by that till my final breath on this earth however even superheroes get tired mm -hmm. and they need assistance heroes need and healing I, yes yeah exactly and i just think that one way that men can get involved and you know for uh, for, for the good of the cause would be to utilize their male privilege mm -hmm. don't just use the male privilege for PMS, power, money, and sex. Mm -hmm. Use your male privilege at all times. Use the male privilege in the way that black folks or people of color have been asking white folks to use their white privilege. Exactly. Exactly. Because, um, you know, it's just a shame how this is 2019, but our white male government this still thinks that it's 1919. Mm -hmm. And I think that men really do need to step up. If anything, I think black men really 
need to stand up because there is a huge stigma when it comes to reproductive rights in the you know in this country, but especially within the black community. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you: what, what is, How long have you been a volunteer at the um, abortion clinic? I've been doing this for um, three and a half years. And you're a uh, a vet? Is that what I saw in the article as well? Yes, I, I, I am an Iraq veteran. Okay, you're a veteran. And so, in the three years that you've been working there uh, at the abortion clinic, what are some of the things that you've seen change recently, in like in recent months, leading up to uh, this new this new law as it affects uh, abortions? Um, I, well, I, I one of the things I saw, one of the things I've seen mm-hmm. uh, is that the protesters they have become more violent. Okay. Mm-hmm. They have become more violent. They have become more tactical. Um, it's always been a problem with them in the past, but it's even, honestly, it's gotten worse since Doug Jones defeated Roy Moore in the 2017 Senate race. Mm-hmm. And when he won, who also he all he's younger when he won, um, they took that heart and they became more violent. And what I mean by violent is they became more violent over that little game off threats. Um, Clients that have come in, I can hear that in the it's picking up on the microphone that in the background. Okay, okay. Have there ever been clients that have come in for services that were deterred by the protesters because of the things that they were saying? Um, not in my three and a half years. Okay. Um, and, and, and that is a, another lesson that I learned while volunteering there. Uh, it is very hard to change. A, it is very hard to change a woman's mind. Okay. It's, it's very tough. They have said some of the most grotesque things to women, like, you're going to go to hell, you're a bad mom, you should be ashamed of yourself, even to the point of after they mistakenly given them their name, they have mentioned their name and told them, like, you should be ashamed of yourself and all that mm-hmm. other stuff. We never had a regret, No. No. I'm, I'm assuming that you guys use these umbrellas to shield the clients as they're coming and going because there have been instances where women have been exposed on social media or whatever. So have there been situations like that that you're aware of that, you know, someone's yes. privacy was violated in that way? Yes. There was a, about three weeks ago, there was an incident where a young lady, she had a, she had a scholarship at um, to a college. Mm-hmm. And one of the protesters thought that it would be a good idea to take pictures of her mm-hmm. and he he had to stalk her because he thought that she looked very familiar and so come to find out he called the, he called the college and got her uh, got her um, scholarship um, terminated how did he get a scholarship terminated and why would an abortion cause her scholarship to be revoked because the college she went to was a Christian college it was a Christian college Mm-hmm. So let me ask, do you guys ask, like, I, I've never, I don't know, I've never been very close to an abortion. Of course, I've known uh, women or girls that have had abortions, but I've never escorted anyone to an, to an abortion clinic. Do they have consultations with them before they come in for the procedure? Because I'm thinking that perhaps they should tell yes. these girls yes. or women to come in if they're concerned about being filmed, uh, to come in and perhaps... You know, shield themselves. I don't know if, if they should wear a hood or. You, in addition to you having the umbrella when they get there, do you guys do anything like that? Um, 
the volunteers do not do that, but uh-huh. the front desk does that. They tell them that. Okay. Like every time, yeah, they always um, let them know, like, this is what to expect. If you see somebody outside on the sidewalk with a Bible and a couple signs, that's not that's not us. Mm-hmm. And now they have um, graduated their tactical ways by um, um, by, by by wearing vests. There, there, there's a fake clinic across from our uh, from the clinic, mm-hmm. and that fake clinic is basically set know, up so that they can kind of fool them into thinking that they're mm-hmm. coming to the right place, so that they can try to convince them or coerce them not to have an abortion. Exactly. Yes. Now they um, it's been a month since they've done this, but they started to wear vests. And those vests were orange, almost like ours. So mm-hmm. about a month and a half ago, um, our clinic ordered multicolor vests. Okay. So that way... The client can patient, identify who's who. Yes. So when you say stalking them, the, these people are obviously following these girls once they leave the clinic. Um, yes, as well as online. Because a lot of times, the um, a lot of times, some of them they make the mistake of giving them their names. But how would that happen, though? How would they? Because they would they would have mistaken them as a person that works for the the abortion clinic. Uh uh-uh. Um. Sometimes the sometimes the patients will give them their name by by accident. Uh, yes, by accident because they are so persuaded by their niceness. Whatever, whatever the front desk tells people, like this is what to expect. That's up to the patient, and that's up to their companions to you know decide to follow suit. Now, if they can't, if they don't want to do that, and if they want to engage, that's perfectly fine. But even the volunteers will tell them, look, they're going to put your business all over social media, mm-hmm. and a lot of times they make that mistake and. That's how the protesters they can um, um, go online and check out their information. Or sometimes they take pictures of people's license tags, especially if the license tags reflect the business. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. And sometimes these people are bold enough to get these um, um, to get these women terminated, as well as. Um, get uh yeah yeah as well as job termination as mm-hmm. well as school opportunities so are these protesters all working together as a unit or are they these are individuals that are just coming and doing this or is it like a is it like a system is it a unit of people all of the above all of the above some 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 of them they come by themselves some of them come in groups um i know the fake clinic across the street they have their own they have their own version of protesting, but mm-hmm. basically, you just said that a couple of seconds ago. Is basically telling these women lies so they can miss their uh, appointment. A moment ago, you said that it's important that men are involved. It's critical that men get involved to assist in uh, such a, an important women's health issue but what are some of the things that you believe that men could do to assist because i believe in action items because oftentimes you know we we make these statements that well we need people to get involved or but sometimes people need to know how so i would venture to say that we would need some men to help with security volunteering to do some of the stuff that you do but what are some of the other ways in which men can get involved to support women period um, some of the ways that they can um, 
you know, you, we both mentioned volunteer. Another mm-hmm. way is by voting. Voting. So, uh, yeah, that is very important. I don't care if you're a man and you say I support women's rights. Mm-hmm. But, but when it comes to voting. If it's not reflected in your votes. Yes, yes. If it's not reflective in your votes, then your, your, your allyship is void. It's, it's, to me, it's invalid. So we need to vote in female candidates. That's what we need to do. But, you know, it's interesting that you say that because what struck me was that the the, the governor of Alabama is a woman who signed this into law. So it's not even just about voting in women because, you know, as a black person, I understand that just because a person has black skin doesn't mean that they have a black agenda. And the same is true with women. Just because they're women doesn't mean they have a women agenda because, you know, so it's really about knowing the policies and the platforms upon which these people stand. It's about knowing these different referendums and these different things that come up on these ballots. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just about to say that as well too. I mean, vote, vote, you know, voting for uh, female candidates, but you have to study to show thyself approved as well. Mm-hmm. If they have a pro-choice agenda, then those are the people that those are the women that you need to vote for. Correct. But but but, but if they're like you know, um, you know, pro pro-life or straddling the fence between pro-life and pro-choice, then that's the wrong answer. Those are the wrong candidates. Because, you know, like Malcolm X says, being neutral is siding with the oppressor. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and and it seems like there's a wave. It's beca- becoming a trend because, you know, I read an article a few days ago and it was saying that it, it appears that the same is going to happen in North Carolina. And it's already been passed. This 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 illegal abortion has already been passed in a few states. So do you do you think that, you know, what's happening in Alabama and some of these other southern states, these Bible Belt states, do you think that it's it's foreshadowing a trend and that we're on target to reverse the decision, the Supreme Court decision of Roe versus Wade? I'm going to be very confident with you and I'm very honest with you. I don't think so. I think unlike a lot of states, Alabama's um, ACLU are American um, Civil Liberties and um, Union. Mm-hmm. I think their organization did a magnificent thing on suing the states. Unlike a lot of southern states that are just like, oh, wow, it happened. Mm-hmm. But, you know, all of a sudden they're saying, oh, wow, it's happened. But ACLU is all of a sudden caring in those states. But it's too late in a way. See, the ACLU here, on the other hand, they already knew what was going to happen, and they prepared. What was this? What was this lawsuit? ACLU filed a lawsuit with Alabama mm-hmm. pertaining to that. Basically, they're going to sue the state for the unconstitutional ban. Got it. Now, let me ask this: There, there have been some thinkers and thought leaders, if you will, that have had conversation around. They're, they're looking at this abortion thing bigger than just oh, okay, we're just going to overturn a woman's right to be able to have an abortion. <laughs> But there are some that have said this is about population control. Have there any, been any conversations about that that you've heard of? In terms of, I think, by the, I think it's projected by the year 2029. Don't quote me because I can't say if that's the correct, correct uh, year. But by 2029, black and brown people will be the majority. In particular, Hispanics will be the majority. Hence, the reason that immigrants have been forced out of this country, uh, there's this talk about building this wall and having stricter, stricter border laws. But in terms of abortion, 
you know, there's this conversation of, you know, white women having more abortion than women of color. And so this is a way to try to prevent white women from having as many abortions so that the white population wouldn't be stunted, if you will. I got you. I have not heard anything pertaining to that. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it would not surprise me. Yeah. It would not surprise me. You know, and, um, you know, I, I'm just like, I'm just stunned, period, that, you know, this is 2019 and our government officials are acting like it's 1919. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm just like, wow, this is unbelievable. I've read, I read Women Empowerment in the history books, but... as well as the oppression, the systemic oppression Mm -hmm. in in my history books, but I never thought that I would be alive to see it. And this is what's going on right now. This is a systemic oppression. This is all these abortion, uh, these anti-abortion bills are misogyny and sexism at its finest. Do you think that with abortion being illegal now in, in Alabama, do you think that what do you think was going to happen? And I'll tell you what I was going to say. What do you think the result or the consequence of making abortion illegal in Alabama is going to be? Uh, well, well, for one, Alabama um, abortion is still legal. Um, in, in, in the state of Alabama, um, after a governor signs a bill, it, go, it goes into law six months after it's been signed. So right now it's still legal? Yeah, it's still legal. Okay, but what do you think will happen once it becomes official? Uh, that is if, because like I said, ACLU has uh, has this pending lawsuit. Yeah. So in the event that it becomes legal, in, in, in an event. I mean okay. illegal, what do you think would happen? What do you think the uh, consequence will be? The consequences is going to be one: women who are seeking abortions, they're going to have to waste their gas money by going out of state. Going out of state. That's one. Two, you're going to have many women that are going to have no. Well, you're going to have many women who, who are going to try to conduct abortions on themselves, which mm-hmm. nine out of ten times is very, 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 very unhealthy and dangerous. And, yeah. Yes, yeah, very dangerous to the point where it can kill the woman. And uh, three, many women are going to be forced to carry their rapist, uh, the, the, the rapist baby. Yeah, race, I, rape, yeah, rapist, and in the cases of uh, incest. Yeah, incest as well. So I think those the, those are the three uh, those are the three things that will happen if abortion becomes illegal, not just in Alabama, but if um, Roe versus Wade is overturned. Mm-hmm. But like I said earlier. I am so confident enough, not just with ACLU, but I'm so confident enough in Planned Parenthood, the powerhouse. I'm mm-hmm. so confident with all, Yellowhammer Fund, with all these organizations, well as social activists such as myself and thousands and thousands of others, that we have a better chance than any state to say no, not no. And part of the reason why I wanted to have this conversation is to galvanize people, you know, to... Uh, to provoke people to to do something in their own state, whether they're in Alabama or not, you know, because this is one of those things where it, it, it's a it, it can be a seminal moment in history, you know, and it's it's it, this is our opportunity to do the right thing now, you know, before it it gets out of control, and we are on the road to uh, overturning Roe versus Wade. And my thing is, if something like this can can happen with 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 women. You know, a, a, a women's rights or women's health issue 
it could it could bleed over into other issues that affects other demographics, other communities of people. Oh, exactly. Oh, exactly. Like the war on, um, I, I consider it the war on, not the war on women, but the war on reproductive rights. Mm-hmm. That's what I see this as. And like you said, it can bleed over to the war on black people, which we have seen. With the countless, police. Countless, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the war on drugs. People say it's the war on drugs, which in other words, it's the war on people of color. Right. So, Yeah. I do see what you're saying. Yes, and 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 I do totally agree with you, um, Craig. It will bleed over into other issues. So, uh, is there anything else that you'd like the the listeners to know or about um, your clinic or uh, just this topic in general? I just like to tell um, everybody, especially the men, get involved. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Um, Basically, women are superheroes, but even superheroes get fed up. And I suggest that men get fed up as well. Uh, This is not a laughing matter. This is very serious. Um, If you want to get involved, like like we talked about in this podcast, um, vote, but vote righteously. Be mindful of your vote. Um, If you're not registered to vote, please do so. Please do so, because the lives of many women, as well as many Americans, depend on your one ballot. And that one ballot is that one ballot equals life. Um, And also, um, I just feel honored to utilize my veteran privilege by having a continuous service um, by volunteering and um, 80 women in their um, in their search for reproductive rights mm-hmm. <clears throat> and their fight for re- reproductive yes. rights. Yeah. And what yes. I would add to that is, you know, oftentimes women are very well versed in men's health issues. Oftentimes women are the reason that their husbands, brothers, nephews, cousins, male cousins go and get checked up, checked out, you know, go and get checkups. And so women are oftentimes very much so versed in prostate cancers and just whatever. And, and I think it's fine time that men are just as, equally versed in things like endometriosis, whether it's uh, this whole abortion rights thing. So I think that we need to start, you know, supporting women in that way too. But Travis, thank you again for um, being on this podcast. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm pretty sure that um, this will assist someone. It will cause uh, some sort of an energy to reverberate into the universe and cause people to, to be stirred to action. So again, thank you so very much for agreeing to do this. Yes, and Craig, can I add one more thing to it? Sure. Came to mind. I'm sorry about that. Um, also, if you want to uh, be involved, uh, um, another effective way to be involved in reproductive rights is to volunteer at your nearest reproductive clinic in your state as well as city. Um, I know everybody cannot have the opportunity to do that due to their work and uh, personal life, but you can also volunteer by donating to or um, to Planned Parenthood, ACLU, Yellow Hammer Fund, the Powerhouse, and different organizations in your area. Um, you know, five dollars goes a long way. Um, and so, if you want to donate your time, either you can donate or you can donate your um, time through volunteering. Travis, again, thank you so very much. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If this is your first time listening to So Much to Say, please be sure to subscribe. 
We're available for free in Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, wherever you can listen to a podcast. And be sure to visit www.craigtherighterstewart.com and www.sayitinacard.com for all of your greeting card needs. Be safe. Keep loving yourself.